All right, let's look in our Bibles at the book of Judges, chapter 5. We're going to look at God's Word on the subject of motherhood, and we're going to look at uh, a, a lady and a mother that you might not first think about in this, on this subject, but it's one that has uh, some good truths for us, and... Uh, is relevant to uh, us thinking about this on, on Mother's Day. And this is a good thing to celebrate God's works in the world, His design, and the family is the foundation of life. It is uh, God's great work on the earth that creates life and sustains life and cares for life. And... A very important aspect of that is uh, God making you ladies with a heart that nurtures and cares and loves uh, in the home and loves the children and cares for the children. That's such an important thing. Uh, and God made that. And he, know, he knew how important that was. And that's a part of Satan's destruction on the world. He try, he's trying to dismantle that. He's trying to take that away. Because he's trying to take away the good things that God has put in the world. You know, when God made everything in six days, he looked at it and he said, it's good. And then Satan set about to try to ruin all that he made. That's what Satan does. He's just trying to ruin all that God made. And what he targeted first was going after Eve, who was the first mother was to be the first mother, and he was trying to mess all that up. And he caused some, dis some harm, uh, but God's salvation is going to triumph over all of that. But Satan has been trying to ruin motherhood from the beginning because he knows how destructive that will be on God's works. So he targets you ladies about motherhood. To the point even now within the Christian church, Ladies feel like that, uh, you know, they have the instinct to be a mother, but then they just follow the, uh, the world's thinking and they are pushed that way and they give in to their being misled where they say, well, but I really just want a career though. I want a career like the men. And they try to do both. Uh, so many Christian women I hear, they'll say, well, yeah, I'm a mother, but I'm... I want to do this, and I can do this and this, and they think they can do both, and you can't. One will suffer, and it is the home and the children that will suffer. And then they'll talk about, uh, you'll hear this a lot, is motherhood is just a season. It's just a season. It's just temporary. It's just a small time. Just get through it, and you can get to what you really want. You know, be your, do your big thing in the world. And you'll hear a lot of that kind of talk. And it all is missing, uh, and it's being, that's a misleading away from God's wonderful work of motherhood, of how powerful it is and how important it is, and, and how it goes on even past the young children age, that the uh, impact of a mother can go on, and even then into the grandmother years, that there's much valuable work that can be done there. That's what we'll see what we see here in Judges chapter 5. We see a mother 
who had an impact as an older lady, and it was as a mother, and that's from her own testimony, and that is, we're talking about Deborah, who you will commonly hear described as a judge in Israel. I believe when you, when you read chapter 4 and chapter 5 and look at her own words, God did not call her to be a judge, and she never claims that, and she doesn't fully act that out. She does in some aspect. We'll talk about that. But her own testimony is that she was a mother. That's what she said. So let's read that. Look at verse 6 in Judges chapter 5. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted and the travelers walked along the byways. Village life ceased. It ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel they chose new gods, then there was war in the gates. Not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with the rulers of Israel who offer themselves willingly with the people. Bless the Lord. Back up in verse 2 and look at her opening words in this song. When leaders lead in Israel, when the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. Hear, O kings, give ear, O princes. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I will praise to the Lord. God, Lord God of Israel. So, uh, Deborah's testimony in this song is, I rose as a mother in Israel. Now back in chapter 4, uh, let's look at that. Verse, chapter 4, verse 4. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Labadoth, was judging Israel at that time. And she would send under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Then she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abinoam from Kadesh and Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord and God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor? Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and the sons of Zebulon, and against you I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon, and I will deliver him into your hand. And Barak said to her, If you go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. There you see the problem that's going on. Barak said, I will not go if you don't go with me. She said, So I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking. For the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. So, uh, here's what was happening in Israel. It was not the way God intended it to happen. Things were not being handled rightly. And it basically was the men were not leading like they should. The men were not leading. And what happens when the men don't lead? Then the women just try to fill in the gaps as best they can. But that's not what God has called them to do. It's not what God intends them to do. He's not called them to be the leaders, to go and lead the army and to fight. It's not what God has planned. But if the men aren't going to do it, then the women try to fill in the gaps as much as possible. And that's what was happening. That's what Deborah was doing. And the phrase, she was a prophetess, which was a leader of women, you see that in the book of Exodus uh, as uh, Miriam was the first prophetess who was a spiritual leader for women. And so what was happening was as uh, 
the men were AWOL. They weren't seeking God. They weren't being the leaders of their homes. They weren't being the leaders in their country. And so then the women were trying to do as best they could is that they were seeking God. They were taking care of their children. And what was happening, even though it's not totally spelled out here, but I know it was happening because it's happening today too. In the same way, when men aren't being the spiritual leaders, the women and mothers try to step up and fill the gaps and they become the spiritual leader in their homes to their children. That's not the way God wants it, but the women do the best they can and they fill in those gaps. So they didn't teach their children. If the dads won't, they teach their children. The children have to come to their mother and learn from their mother so that something is done. And so they are taught, which, and I don't want, I'm not meaning to say the mother didn't have a role, but, because she very much does in teaching children, but if the father, whatever he's not doing, the mother then has to fill in that gap. That's what Deborah was doing. When the men were not stepping up and leading, like the word, Barak was the judge, but he was disobedient. He wasn't doing his job. So there was no men there. The, the men were not there to be spiritual leaders. So what was happening was the women were going to Deborah to get spiritual help, just like today. And so just like today, when the men aren't being spiritual leaders, then the women are going to go seek spiritual leaders and women, and they're going to seek God with women's groups, with women's ministry, in that environment, the women's ministry today is much more active than men in the church. That's not God's plan, original design, but the women will seek God because they're going to do what's right, even in the absence of men not leading. That's the situation we have today in many churches. But it's backward. It's not. Something is missing. God wants the men to lead. God wants the men to be the spiritual leaders. But if if they're AWOL, the women are going to seek, be seeking God, and they're going to be looking to, uh, there will be older women who will step up and be the leaders. That's what was happening in Israel. You say, well, what's the evidence that the men weren't leading? Look at Barak. When Deborah, Deborah had to come to Barak, she's an older woman, and she's like a mother. She's a spiritual mother in Israel. And she comes to Barak and she says, hasn't God told you, her word was commanded, hasn't God commanded you to uh, call men, 10,000 men to gather with you to go fight our enemies and to go deploy troops against Sisera? Hasn't God told you to do that? He had, but Barak wasn't obeying. Barak was not obeying God's commandment to be a judge. So that's what was happening. The men were not leading. And so Deborah was trying to fill the gap, and Deborah was doing what she could. And I, I've imagined, uh, it's just generally stated, she was judging Israel. The women were going to her, going to her, and, and it's very likely that it, that it would some, because there was no man judge, there was no prophet who was being a spiritual leader, is that some of the men started going with their wives to Deborah, too. 
and Deborah was acting as a mother, helping where she could. But it wasn't God's original plan. She wanted, he, he was calling Barak to step as a judge. Barak wasn't doing it. So Deborah goes to Barak and says, hasn't God told you to do this? You need to start obeying God. And as a mother, she uh, was calling him and trying to uh, stir up his conscience to start being a man, to do what he needed to do to step up and lead. And look what he does. It's really a, it's a sad, sad picture here. Uh, and it's sad when men get to that place. And we can do that in our sinfulness if we get our eyes off God and we don't do what God wants us to do. But look what Barak says to her. In verse 8, Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. How pitiful. How pitiful. And look at his own words. He says, if you go, then I'll go. But if Deborah, you don't go with me, I'm not going. I'm going to stay right at home. I'm not going to obey God. Yeah, he's commanded me to do it, but I'm not going to do it if you don't go with me and hold my hand. You see the condition of man, menhood at this time? Do you see, do you see how they were failing? Barak is saying, if you don't do this, then I'm not going to go. I'm not going to obey God. That's what the men were doing. That was the context of Deborah rising up as a mother in Israel to fill the gaps. But God had not called her to be a judge, to go fight. And God has not called women to fight in the military. He's called for us men to protect our women. And that's just common sense. That's decency. It's common decency. It's being what it means to be a man is that we protect our women and children. We say, you stay in the back. I'm going out to, to meet this intruder. We don't send them out. That's, that's a man being a coward. But God said, uh, look at his words again in verse 6 at the end. Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and the sons of Zebulun. He didn't say, take 10,000 of the sons and daughters of Israel. He didn't say, take 10,000 of your women. The men were to protect the women and children. The men were to go and fight the enemy. And the women were to stay home and be protected. That's what it means to be a man. That's what, a, that's what it means to have a, a, a country who uh, is filled with men who are going to lay down their lives for the wives and children. But what's Barak do? He's not going. He's staying at home. And then he says, well, I'll only go if you go with me. That's the condition of Israel. So, all right, let's get to motherhood. I just want to, let's understand the context here. And, and Deborah rises up as a mother. And let's think about what she did and how it's a beautiful picture of motherhood. She was helping people spiritually who came to her in the absence of the men leading. And that's a picture of motherhood. A mother helps others in what they need. She meets needs. A mother helps meets needs. And, and God has put that in the heart of ladies to be nurturers, to be ones who take care of others. And, and that's the beauty of God's plan is in the home with children, a mother is, has a heart full of love to help her children to, to meet their needs and to care for them.
And we all know that. We've experienced that growing up. You have memories of that. That when you had a need, you knew your mother was going to do anything she could do to meet that need. And so you ran to your mother. When you got hurt, if you got hurt, you don't think about dad, you run to mom. You know mom's going mom's gonna, to uh, oh, you know, look at what happened and, and be all compassionate and caring. Dad's going to, oh, get up, you're not hurt. You know, uh, that's the heart of a mom that uh, is the beauty of motherhood. And that's how Deborah was. That's why people were coming to her and she knew Barak's not doing what he's supposed to do. The men aren't doing what they're supposed to do. They're not being prophets, not being judges, they're not being leaders. So I'm going to help them. And they were coming to her and she was going to help them. That's the heart of a mother. And that's what Deborah was. And she said it. I've arisen as a mother in Israel. And part, first part of it was she was helping the people spiritually as she could. That's what was happening. And then she, it got to the point where she realized, hey, what needs to happen here is we're being, uh, you know, confronted by, uh, by an enemy, Sisera. And she said, something needs to be done about this. We need to have freedom in our country. And so she goes to Barak and says, hasn't God told you to go and, and fight? And she's trying to help her country. And that's being a mother. So this is what Deborah is doing. So, so here's the beautiful picture of motherhood we see in Deborah. She's helping. She is helping others. Second picture we see is um, she is a comforting presence. And going with. She went with Barak. She said, I surely will go with you and be a support. And so she did that. She went to the battle. She didn't go out there and fight because that's not what she was called to do and, and that's not what was needed. And, and the men were, should be protecting her uh, just like a man should protect his wife but a, and a man should protect his, his mother. I mean, the New Testament talks about this, that a man who has family that needs him, and, and, and if he does not take care of his family, and a lot of times it's his mother in his elderly years, uh, his mother in her older years who needs him, if a man will not take care of his elderly parents in their old age, the Bible, New Testament, Timothy says he's become worse than an unbeliever. That's the Bible's way of saying he's become lower than the lowest. I mean, if a man will not help his mother in his old, her old age, he's saying that's nothing much lower than that. A man is to, to help his mother. So it was not, it would not, Barak should not at all said, okay, come with me, Deborah, and you go out, you, you go first. You go out and fight that bad guy, Sisera, and I'll sit here behind you and watch. That wasn't being a man, but she went to support him, for him to do his, his job. And that's, that's a wonderful uh, a role of motherhood. And ladies, this is a part of your reward, is you're not called to be on the front lines. You're not called to be out front really leading. That's not your call. It was not your design, but it's to support. 
And there's tremendous value in that. It doesn't mean you're any less. You're, you're, you have a wonderful role to play of supporting children, supporting a husband, supporting. And that's what Deborah does here. She supports Barak, goes with him, but she supports, and they have a great victory as they work together. So, ladies, understand that second aspect of motherhood is you have a support role of supporting leaders. God has not called you to be the top leader in the home. The Bible's clear on that. The husband is the head of the wife. The husband is the responsibility leader like Christ. Your role, though, is to, like the church's support, is to love, is to help. You're not called to be the leaders in the church. The Bible's clear on that, too. God calls men to be the pastors. Women are said not to be pastors. The Bible's very clear about that. A lot of people don't like that. They try to change that. They're trying to change that. But God's word is still the same. It's still clear. It's not called women to be the leaders. It's not called you to be the top leaders. You do have a role of leading children, leading those under your place. But you have a wonderful support role. And there's much value in that. That's what Deborah is doing here. She's supporting Barak. You have a wonderful calling to be a support in raising up leaders. I think that's part of the uh, impact, uh, the meaning of the verse in Timothy that says that uh, after it said the woman is not to be a pastor, not to teach, the men are to do that. She says, nevertheless, a woman will be saved in childbearing. And that's a reference to that support role is in producing new life on the earth, producing men who will be the leaders who accomplish God's work on the earth that he's called them to do. And think about how womanhood, motherhood in general, accomplish that, particularly in that role of motherhood, Mary had the Lord Jesus it was a mother God chose for, to use a mother to bring the Savior into the world. That's a support role. That wasn't a leader. Mary is not the Savior. Mary is not the Messiah. Jesus is, but Mary birthed Him into the world, and Mary raised Him, and Mary loved Him, and Mary supported Him. She was there at the very, from the beginning to the end. She was there at the foot of the cross, weeping, supporting him as he died for the world. It was a support role, but it was an important role. And ladies, that's the role of motherhood. It's a support role to support leaders, and that's valuable. It's like here, Barak wouldn't have done what he had done without Deborah. Motivation. And you can provide great support to children you raise and both sons and daughters, sons to be godly leaders, daughters to be uh, godly women and wives and mothers. And there's much value in that, much value in that. In fact, the world is in the chaos it is today largely because of the family not operating in that way. Children not being raised 
to respect right and wrong, to believe in God, to follow God's word. That's the chaos we have in the world today. And uh, what value is in that? Is supporting, raising up the next generation and godly men and women and supporting husbands. That support role is so valuable. It's part of God's design. And, and it's so valuable. And that's, that's why I believe why Satan targeted it. He knew how crucial it was, and he went to Eve. He did not go to Adam first. He went to Eve, and he, he got her off track because he knew how destructive that would be. And that's what Satan targets. He targeted motherhood. That, la that lady shows you how valuable uh, you are. And this support role. And then, let's, let's, uh, let's add this one. Is, uh, there is uh, a great picture here, motherhood of, of uh, instruction and wisdom that comes. Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 woman, it talks about the law of God coming from her mouth and the words that she teaches. And there you have a role for that, ladies. Again, it's not to get up in the pulpit and preach, but it is to give words of, of counsel and wisdom in the appropriate relationships that you have. And, and there's much value in that. She, she, um, she tells Barak, says, well, uh, there's not going to be an honor for you in this because you're not stepping up and being a courageous man. God's going to give you the victory, but there's not going to be glory for you. The victory's going to be given to a woman. And uh, so she, she gives Barak that information. Barak should have heeded that at that point, made some changes. She's instructive in that way. Then we have chapter 5, the song that we read part of. This is a wonderful song. It's very instructive, a lot of great truths. It's a mother teaching those who are under her influence. The other women, the other next generation in Israel. Uh, and she instructs them in these great, these great truths. And then it was fulfilled. God chose to say, well, I'm trying to correct the men here for them to get in gear what they need to be. And he said, so, uh, I, you know, I've, I've gotten Barak out on the battlefield uh, weekly, as weekly as he is, but he still is not where he needs to be. He said he's not even going to go if Deborah didn't go with him. So he said, I'm not going to give him the fight. I'm not going to give the victory in his hand personally. I'm going to give it to a woman. And the way it plays out is the, the uh, foreign king flees in the battle. He runs. He goes to a house. And at, house, at the house is Jael, the wife of Heber, which was a descendant of uh, Moses' father-in-law, who has a great spiritual testimony there when Israel came out of Egypt. And uh, his wife is there fulfilling the value of uh, you ladies and, and that's so uh, helpful and um, valuable is she's, she's operating the home. She's there in the home taking care of things that's the foundation of society. The home is the foundation of society and it's the weakness of our society that most homes sit empty all day long. That is not the strength of a nation. That's the weakness of a nation is when uh, the home is empty. 
Jael was there in her home, and God brought that enemy king to her home. And she gives him this milk or cream, something to drink, and he goes to sleep. And God puts it in her heart that she could take care of this, and she takes a stake and a peg and drives it through his, his skull. And Deborah foretold all that. And um, God has given her that information. And ladies, God gives you things you can instruct those in your sphere of influence. And that there's a tremendous value there. Instructing and information that God has given you. And that's exactly what the New Testament calls you to. In 2 Timothy 2, that's a great text on it, is the older women teaching the younger women and the children to... Uh, to follow God and to serve God. And uh, that is what the picture is here with Deborah. It's an older woman being a spiritual leader with the other women and children and being used of God to be an instructor of good things. And she records it here in this song. And God uses that. And Deborah, this is a, this is a, a third aspect of motherhood is to be a teacher of good things to the people uh, in your life and in your, in your home. So Deborah is a good picture of motherhood, although she's not looked at like that most of the time. And, and let me just make this contrast, and it's part of why I want to press this, is that most time Deborah is used to counteract the call to motherhood. Most of the time, Christians use Deborah to say, well, look, she was a judge. She was fighting a battle. Ladies, go out there in the military. Go out there and do whatever you want to do. And I would submit to you that is the opposite of what we have here in the story of Deborah. And her own words are, I rose as a mother in Israel to help and support and instruct and God used me to get the men to step up and be the leaders that they need to be and she says in her opening song when leaders lead in Israel bless the Lord and that was the role of Deborah as a godly mother and a spiritual mother in her country all right let's pray Lord we thank you for this testimony of a godly mother, older lady, who is a good example, in a difficult time, in an evil time, when things weren't happening like they should have been happening, when the men weren't leading. And uh, we thank you for the godly influence and the godly help uh, of, of spiritual mothers and uh, we pray you bless our ladies today, bless each mother. We pray you bless them, Lord, to fulfill your design for them, to be helpers of those around them, to support leaders, and to instruct those that they can instruct. And we thank you for your uh, wonderful works on the earth and your great gift of motherhood and all the uh, help and benefit and a blessing that we have received through our mothers. We pray your blessing on them today. 
In Jesus' name we pray, amen.